You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Exodus Trail Cameras. Now, it's summertime, and that means it's time to start getting our trail cameras ready and our trail cameras out to start capturing pictures of velvet bucks. And our friends at Exodus are kicking things off with Velvet Fest. Now, what is Velvet Fest? Long story short, Velvet Fest is the opportunity for you to win a variety of different prizes just by purchasing Exodus Trail Cameras, one of the best trail cameras on the market. Now, until July 12th, when you purchase any trail camera, you will be automatically entered into a drawing to win a variety of prizes from companies like Wicked Tree Gear, Maven Rifle Scopes, Tethered Tree Saddles, and of course, Exodus Trail Cameras. Be sure to follow Exodus on Facebook and Instagram, and be sure to visit ExodusOutdoorGear.com for more information on Velvet Fest. Welcome to the For Love of Land podcast. We're your hosts, Adam Keith and Matt Dye. Each week, we're interviewing guests from across America. They all have one thing in common. They all are tied to the land. So if you're like us and you love all things land, welcome home. All right, guys. Thanks for coming back. Great to uh, have you guys back on uh, checking out our For Love Land podcast. Adam here. And Matt is here as well. We're keeping a little low voice tonight. It's not because we're tired. That's always a given. But uh, we've got a sleeping baby in this house. And based on my experience, try not to Try don't not to wake, wake that baby. Don't wake the baby. I om- I did wake the baby uh, um, while she was trying to go to sleep. You that did not. Her. That did not turn out well for me. So Bec- because of the baby or because of your both. Wife? <laughs> <laughs> he says both before he even got it out. Yeah. He knew exactly what I was asking. <laughs> both. So here we are. Um, you know, following up last week's podcast for Love of the Land was five things to increase the. Hurt. Hurt the... Jumping yes. ahead. <laughs> Maybe Five you ways tired. to decrease <laughs> the value of your property. So things you could do that might lower the, the initial uh, price if you were trying to resell it uh, yeah, so at some point. So if you bought it as an investment and yeah. you did these things, it would hurt your overall. Um, so this week, pivot off that, we're doing five things to increase the value of your recreational property. So if you are considering buying land to invest you say the stock market's too dangerous for me i need to invest in something i want to create my retirement piece or or you want to diversify and you say i'm looking for that rural piece of land recreational land is cheaper in my area it's not always going to be like that economy's good people are buying it i want to get into that game this is the podcast for you that's right so 30 minutes we're going to zip through them, 
and hopefully you guys enjoy it. Five ways to increase the value of your recreational land. And that's the thing, too. I, I do want to stress recreational land. Um, here where we're at in southern Missouri, we sell land. But we, honestly, a lot of our land is cattle-oriented. So we deal a lot with cattle farms, um, which is fine. We, we certainly enjoy them. We've got a lot of rich history from family backgrounds with it. But um, occasionally we'll get some recreational land to sell. But truthfully, in our area... It's not the the, the norm, norm, really. I, I, I want to be properties. more known as a cattle cattle farm real estate agent than a recreational farm agent in our area. <laughs> <laughs> that That's because they sell for more. <laughs> they sell for more, and they're a lot bigger usually. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, they uh, we, we might follow up next week on, and do some um, – because this, this, again, is all land-oriented podcast. You know, we might, we might follow up and do one based off of – cattle ground you know we have things a, to do a question come through instagram yeah um the guy asked selecting cattle breeds for your location hmm. and i'm like boy that would be a good podcast That'd be a great one yeah and so there's going to be more and more cattle podcasts coming um, and someone's out there now saying uh, that's black wh- red white that's why all it's kinds called of for love of the land and not <laughs> hunting or something yeah, like that so recreational property only now we want we want to diversify the things that we talk about because we enjoy land and hope to encourage other people to enjoy land in other ways besides just straight recreation um, whether you're making an income off the land living off of it um, or just enjoy the farming lifestyle um, so yeah we're definitely going to incorporate more more things like that and that's a great podcast topic really i think yeah. and, and honestly I know oftentimes farmers, you know, people tend to think that they are they're simple mind or something like that. But the most successful ones truthfully consider what type of breed, the traits that those cattle have that go on their land. They match climate. It's very, very um, interesting. Match climate, match what they're Forge. actually grazing. Yep. Um, so, yeah. That, there, that, goes that, way, there can be a whole podcast on this. There's basically. been a whole... I mean, we've had a lot of interaction this past week on our social media page. Um, a lot of great, a lot of great comments. Um, we've got some several new topics to discuss, um, but that one was definitely one that I'm like, "Bingo! That man's gonna get. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get yeah. exactly what you asked for. Send that man a hat." <laughs> um, and so um, he already has a hat, though. I'm sure he wouldn't hate another one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, five things. I don't yeah. know. We said bonus for the end, but honestly, it's one of those that might be good at the beginning. And, and truthfully, it is kind of like the no no brainer, and you would want to consider this with any type of property that you're truthfully thinking about. Um, and what that is is location. I mean, everyone's like, oh, well, duh, guys, I, I get it. So we've got more in-depth things to, to talk about. But truthfully, don't forget about that. Don't get goo-goo-eyed with the property that may not be in the best location. Um, definitely do some research on the that property specifically, but just the area in general. If you're looking for recreational land, you want it to be able to produce not only for your benefit in the time of ownership, but the next person that comes along, too, Make sure you're buying in an area that you think is going to increase in value over time, but then again, have the recreational abilities from you know yeah. producing X amount of deer or the quality of deer. 
do your research on that. And I think that comes down to a couple different ways to, to really find that. Of course, there's all the websites in the world to search for property, uh, but there's also ways to door knock and find pieces of ground that you may say, well, that person doesn't live around here. I don't know who owns that, but find out who owns that. With Onyx now mm-hmm. in your state, I mean, you can look and see where the owner lives. Well, that or, yeah, your your local go-to-the-county GIS, you know, most of them have a, an uh, interactive map online. You could do very similar to that. Um, but, yeah, there's just Got definitely it. ways to, to I, do your research on it. And, and truthfully, I, call people who, like a, a network, if you know a gentleman in that area, see who they know who could talk about it more specifically. That's unbiased. You know, you want an unbiased opinion when you're dealing with something like this. I think of the guy that I just talked to this week that bought land, not by, uh, he didn't buy land because of, um, a, through real estate website. What he did was he s- just looked, found the area he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It's an area that is expanding, is growing, property values are going up. And he knew that. And so he kept looking and he found an absentee landowner and reached out to him and Long story short, he ended up buying the ground, and that's that's one of those where he's going to end up. That's going to mm-hmm. be for his forever home, Lord willing. But if you were like, man, I'm going to buy that. Um, it's not hit the market, so I might get it a little bit lower in price than what maybe some of the other comps say. But they need to part with it. But it's an area that I know in 20 years. Oh my gosh, it's going to be worth who knows how much mm-hmm. more. So. It could be a really good investment on his part. So, and, and people are probably thinking, what are these guys talking about reaching out to owners and as real estate agents? It's like, guys, honestly, what our what our hope is 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 that yes, we love land and we want to help people find the right pieces. But if you don't have to use that service, then you don't have to. No. And, and it's like, what's more important to us is that you find the right piece of land. However, you do. However, you know, you you exercise. You know the skills that you have to be able to do the research, but find it, get on it and treat it right. That's what, that's what makes our heart happy. So, um, we're, that's what we're here to, here to help. So what are some of these other, other ways? All right. So five things to increase. We said, obviously things to consider is the location, 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 but of the five things, now you bought the ground and you're trying to think of ways to improve the value of the property of and you're focused on the recreational market. Number one, and this goes, and a couple of these go for, it doesn't matter if it's recreational, cattle, crop. Or just, I, just I guess a regular residential. Yeah, um, maybe. One of these might, I don't know. You probably couldn't do this in a residential market. But um, number one being water features. That's broad range, but they all include ponds, lakes streams streams i mean it clean up the stream so if it does have live water clean up around it so you can access it make it Um, keep it natural but make it useful and the ability for people to recreate on it enjoy it so i think a lot of times you know you buy a piece of property and when it comes to any kind of land that's not commercial or residential one of the first questions people ask you got any water on it Mm mm-hmm You can create ponds, whether they be for cattle or for wildlife. You can create a lake, so it's for fishing or duck hunting. Um, But lakes and ponds, you put them on a property in the right place, 
they automatically increase the value of the property to where people are like, wow, that's awesome. Definitely. And, and, and so a lot of people like them. So most times, like you said, people are going to ask right away, does it have this? Does it have that? So most times it's not like you're going to put something, put this water feature on there and it not be applicable to the next person down the road. Everyone enjoys it and likes it. But one thing to keep in mind is your rules and regulations, EPA, about you know doing that type of work. That's an entire another podcast. But make sure in your area you know what you can and can't do when it comes to creating ponds and lakes. But without a doubt, if you are on a piece and you want to put one on there, it will provide additional value to your property. Granted, hopefully, and it has to hold water. That's one of those words like yeah. make sure you hire the right contractor. If to it be doesn't able to do hold it. water, it can be one major eyesore. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt because it raises up to this level and then drops and then you've got basically barren shores all the way around it and people yeah. notice it's gonna those cost things. to either fix it or cost uh-huh. to tear it down. Yep, and, and that's the thing. Find it's kinda like finding a logger, honestly. When when you when you have a crew, an engineer to come and build it, design it put it in place, make sure that you reference check them. They have a long history of doing this um, because it's no joke when you put X amount of dollars from excavating equipment into this, you want it to hold water and it better hold water. So definitely, definitely hire the right people for that. Yep. Number two, well and electric. Kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, they that's really do. In real estate, that's the common common like bundle packets. Does uh-huh. it have well and electric? Yep. And so if you talk to the utility company and you get electric to the property to where you have the ability to plug in and wire into a, a cabin or mm-hmm. uh, it's just there so you could run whatever you need to do, but it's available. So even if your property is recreational and you're kind of hitting a recreational market, but somebody comes along that's like, I really want to find a place that I can hunt but also put a home on, boom. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to complain about a well and electric. Or or that little weekend cabin deal. You know, it's important to them. They want to bring the family out there. They may have to bring the family out there to be able to, um, you know, buy the place. It's got to be something that everyone can enjoy. And many wives would want the ability for bathrooms for kids and clean water, this and that. So, right, automatically that's going to increase the value of a property. If you didn't have it when you bought it, that's okay. But just know that down the road even if you don't use it before you sell it if you have the ability to put it on there most times you're going to whatever you pay for it it's going to be able to bump up the property value um you know per acre if you will that's going to cover those costs absolutely it's it's definitely because honestly people use wells for all sorts of things they could use it for a house they could use it for irrigation um they could use it for you know watering food plots Anything and everything, filling up sprayers, whatever. Uh, on the water features, too. Another thing I was thinking of, but since we took it to recreational land and keeping it with this well, is just like if it if if you bought this as recreational property, and but there are a lot of open acres, and you have a well on it, you now have the ability to where a guy can put it, put he can tap into that well and start running water lines for cattle if mm-hmm. if the next guy buys it for cattle. So mm-hmm. really helps you out there. Or if you're just that much of a land manager and you want to incorporate cattle into your property and the wildlife. Now we're talking. Yeah. I'd love to see that property. Okay, number three. This one almost hurts a little bit because you can tiptoe too far. 
Sure. Open sure. acre increase. When someone's like, what? That What's covers a lot of things. Increase? Yes. Adding food plots would definitely, um, you know, I think of some of the properties we've looked at that is like, ooh, that's some rough recreational land. But as soon as you start adding food plots, add a road, <sighs> it's like people are like, oh, recreational ground is whatever, 1,200 an acre. That's it's, $300, $400 an acre more than yeah, it, it's It's a weird fine line because a lot of times appraisers, they don't give food plots and a good road system what they deserve from from our point of view because people, right, they're, they're willing to pay more for that property than a barren just timber track that has no openings, nothing. They're just willing to do it, but sometimes the numbers don't always add up. But what we're talking about here is open established acres like pasture ground something that could can uh if it's not already be converted into ag ground um put crops on it you know when you're looking at side-by-side comparisons timber ground versus open acres in most areas across the country more value is given to open acres so here's the part that hurts me on this one if you buy a property that's got a whole bunch of overgrown fields and you are like, man, I'd really like to increase the value and resell this, clearing out those open fields, making them more productive, where they can go into crops, mm-hmm. where they can go into pasture that's more beneficial, definitely going to increase the amount of dollars per acre. Yeah, I mean, I hate getting rid of good, good weeds, you know what I'm saying? I think but of old like, fields with uh, like scattered plums yes. and, or plums that gets a shrubby shrub component and and most people look at that and say brush yes yeah they do not not advocating getting rid of it just simply saying factual information you probably will increase the value for most buyers if you if it is cleaned up and has that appearance that's a podcast topic things that benefit habitat but decrease aesthetics or decrease property value like Mm -hmm. like if you in an ideal world, the perfect scenario for me is a field is a is a cattle country that looks brushy, yeah. Because you have weeds, you have shrubs, you have all that, but it's still very productive, uh, beneficial to wildlife. But because of the way the market is, if we wanted to resell it, we need to get rid of a lot of those shrubs, turn mm-hmm. it into more ideal pasture where it's monocultures of grass, yep. And uh, and the woodlots are all pretty and park-like setting and have big 22-inch DBH white oaks all mm-hmm. over it um, or bigger. Um, but that's not great habitat for, for wildlife. So No, and, and I think that right there is the root of, well, cattle and wildlife are two separate things. They're, they don't have to be. They yeah. really and truthfully don't have to be. But that's just what a lot of people are used to and used to seeing and used to managing in and around. But um, we know it can't be different. However, right. If you have a oh, cleaned off slicker looking property that does has the that does have the aesthetic value to it, um, you most likely will resell it for more. And That's, there's so many there like how many properties when we look this is what gets me. When we look at property listed in our area and it's like, oh, hunter's dream, wildlife paradise. Deer, bucks, bears, turkeys abundant. Everywhere. QDM, QDM practiced here. Yeah. And you look at him like I don't see one daggone practice or anything that's like there would be abundant wildlife in those pictures. But, like, that's the thing most recreational ground gets. It, it Basically, if it's well, not a farm, well, it just gets categorized as recreational. Before you step away oh. from that, 
people say that, listings say that, but then we'll go to other properties where it's a really lower, it's a lot lower price per acre, <laughs> yes. and it's grown up in brush, and we're like, oh, oh my gosh, you get them. On hey, the phone. do you know somebody? Because yeah. this is a gym right here, and, and because it's the aesthetic value isn't there, and so then that that price per acre isn't placed on that property. But through our eyes, we're like, yo, this one is. Uh, $900 an acre. In the words of Seth Harker, it's jam up. Yeah, jam up. So um, we'd like to find a jam up property um, and find the ones that people are like, oh, it's just, it's it's brushy. I I, I love this. We've sold a couple of properties like this to where the listing agent will say, hey, you know, it's just brushy. I mean, if somebody cleaned it up, (laughs) but man, we see a lot of deer when we go and tour it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, "Mm, you have my, you have you have me interested. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. For sure. And really that's what I love about real estate because some of the properties we look at are the dogs of the of the market. They're the ones that have been sitting on the market for a while. But when we like, see them it's oh. like we got to sell this quickly because we yep. can find That's why listeners, you guys are looking for property, we can really help you in this aspect because sure. a lot of times when you're looking at property, you're not looking at for what it is right now. You're trying to envision what it's going to become yep. and a lot of times people are overlooking some of the best properties because they Very do easily. not have an aesthetic pleasing appeal. appeal. And that's what we can change and do to a property. But it's like, yeah, well, a, a couple times a year, you just, you come across something you're like, oh, Lordy. Yeah, I yeah. can't believe it. How how has someone else not found it? But truthfully, those, those again, are the properties that, uh, uh, let's say an agent um, has said, in a description or something, just they, very little, like it's a sentence or two about the product because there's nothing else to say besides. Um, there's three pictures. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. one is for, of the road. <laughs> yeah. The, and and the, the two other ones are taken of the timber off the road because <laughs> yeah. they don't want to go in there because it's so thick. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'd like to find those guys. Yep. Oh, so man. open acre increase. That's, an, that's the third yeah. one. You know, if you do have that field that's overgrown, uh, if you're looking to buy a property to flip it, that's one way to make it more productive. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. I was actually I saw one. Um, an agent had shared it on, on social media today, and I saw it. And I was like, "Hunter Paradise, something or another." And I saw the field and like the the photos that like, obviously had just gotten listed. And they just took the photos, and you're still seeing the brush hog like mow lines, like the tires had, you know, like the grass just flattened, like it had been He's like, mowed that day. We're you gonna know? list it next week, so make sure you get a bush hog. Clean her up. Yeah. Clean her up, Chuck. And yeah. you're like, oh, man, what was growing there? Because right yeah. now there's so many things in bloom. It's like I guarantee you, it had a pretty decent weedy seed bed in it. It's like yeah. I would like to have seen it, but number th- oh, well. number four, outbuildings. And or cabin. Yeah, and this kind of kind of is tied into the whole well septic deal, um, electricity. But that's why you it's outbuilding first and not cabin first. Yes, because yes. an outbuilding is one of those things. I think when I wrote that down, Matt, you said everybody's got toys. And boys got toys. And that's right. so if they've got a tractor, UTV, four wheelers, stands, tree stands, whatever, they have herbicide a place to put sprayer. Them. Yeah. An outbuilding, so a simple pole barn, metal building, Morton mm-hmm. home or Morton building, t- things like that. Something you can throw a padlock on yes. and just walk away from after you're done working on the weekend. Every Again, no matter who you are, if you're buying recreational land, there's a certain amount of equipment, tools, things like that that, that go along with managing a property. And so 
you've got to have a the ability or you know storage. No one likes just doing the whole tarp game and and throwing that over pieces of equipment, just setting it out. Um, there's better ways to store it. And if you if you build a shed or or move one in off trailer or something like that, put it on concrete blocks. Um, usually that value will hopefully hold in an appraisal, but people are looking for that. Certainly. In an outbuilding, you know, if it is a metal pole barn or whatever, you give somebody the ability to be like, man, I'm going to turn this into the cabin. I can, yeah, I can frame it out inside yeah. if it's got, especially if it's got a concrete floor, even a gravel floor, you know, there's things that can be done. Um, but right, yeah, that that's a that's a great a great comment. You know, you can, you can certainly um, transform things. What one person sees is... Not always the way it's going to remain, but it gives them at least a starting point. Somebody commented on one of our posts this past week. might have been our Facebook group, Land Wildlife Conservation Community. Mm-hmm. He said something like, you need to do a podcast looking back at some of the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how did he put uh, it? Not metaphors, but anyway, he said something like some of the best analogies. Analogies, yeah, yeah. That we've yeah. had over the course of 170-some podcast. Yeah. Um. I don't know why I thought of that, but that was funny. Um, <laughs> number five, road access. Yeah, and I think that one's a funny one because, you know, last week we talked about access too and how poor access, you're probably going to lose value on a property if you have bad access. But in the same way, if you have good access, man, you can you can get more out of a farm because, again, it's it's a recreational farm that hunters are looking for the ability to access and utilize the entire farm. And not just hunters, but anybody. Yeah, true, yeah. Birders, hikers, whoever. Cattle farmers, B- they want to come bikers, out on the northwest side, whatever. All of access. it. Access. And it could be as simple as you've created multiple access points along the gravel road because you have gravel road frontage. You've mm-hmm. created multiple access points from, um, let's say you've got a piece of property that only has access from the southeast corner. But there's a gravel road just from your property on the northwest side. Mm-hmm. Getting, talking to one at buttering up one of your neighbors and getting yeah. an easement to where you can get to that northwest corner. Yeah. That's only Rit- improving the value of the property. permission, you know. And, and if it's not recorded, it's not going to carry with the land. But make sure you've established and kind of massaged that relationship that says, hey, listen, I've, I've, I've been accessing from here um, through this neighbor for years. Um, they know I'm going to sell. To kind of do your due diligence as a seller and say, I'd, I'd like to know if you know, the next person, um, if I can bring them here and, and have them meet you because it's a pretty important for me. I've been able to utilize that access for more good than bad, and um, you know they're they're going to be interested in it too. And most people, are, if you if you're just upfront and honest and and trustworthy, they don't mind. And access though is is definitely incredibly incredibly huge. Um, and one of our most favoriteest farms we've been on has the world's best access. There's not a place you can't one get little on. s- one little spot, a tiny little sliver, tiny. But for the most part, you can come in either just baby. west of that or just east of that, and mm-hmm. and be totally fine. Yeah. And yep, to this day, that's still the most one of the one of the biggest. And and honestly, it's one of the best 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 things about the property because everyone looking as like there's there's no way i can't get to this deer or access this i can come in here like and and, i mean it's it's one of those things that there are there's a lot of other great features about the property but that truthfully is one of those selling properties that people are going to remember and say 
I can't get past that because when they when they put but it next to another farm that might be semi comparable to habitat, this and that, which one's going to win out? Yeah. Which one are they going to be willing to pay just a little bit more for because they know every single every single time they get the wind, every single time that buck's doing this, whatever it is, they can they can access it. And I think that could be one of those where you look at it initially as a negative. That's a lot of road frontage. That's a mm-hmm. lot of that's a lot of screening. That's a lot of blocking that I'm going to have to do. Um, but at the end of the day, it's that's a lot of fire lines that you don't oh. have to build. That's a lot of <laughs> yep. winds you don't have to pray for because mm-hmm. you're going to have access wherever the wind blows. Yep. And so um, there's there's not a morning you don't wake up and say, I can't hunt it. That's right. Yeah. You just say, oh, I'm not going to hunt that area today. I'm going to go to the other one. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right, guys. So five things to improve the value of your recreational property. Water features, adding ponds, lakes, um, different things, improving stream access. Yep. All water features. Number two, well and electric. Put a well or get electric, an uh, electric pole on on the property. So no matter what, whether it's going to recreational, uh, cattle farmer, crop farmer, or residential guy, it's it's only improving the value. Number three, open acre increase. So clean up some of those brushy fields. I just said it myself. Gosh, clean it, up did some it taste of those weird fields. coming out of your mouth? Let's say clean up some of those invasive, those fields that yes. have invasive. There's autumn olive and eastern red cedar everywhere. There is. By golly, we're going to get those suckers those out of there. They're gone. And so uh, we're cleaning it up, making it more productive um, for potential future buyers. Aesthetic. Number four, outbuildings and cabins. So Putting a, putting a small cabin on it or a, an outbuilding that could mm-hmm. be turned into a cabin, could be left as a shed so the person could put their home there. Whatever it is, um, that certainly is going to help you. And number five, improving road access. Definitely. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this week. Please leave us a review on iTunes um, or recommend us on Facebook at Landon Legacy. Um, Matt? If you got any questions regarding property, interested in looking at a ground um Anywhere across the country, just let us know. We'd be happy to help you um, the best way we can. Contact us, info at landandlegacy.tv. Be happy to help, guys. Perfect. We'll see you. See you next time.